Yo, 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 it's your motherfucking boy, the Mark Rob, aka Sean Mad Love, aka Gordon Darks, aka PC Twitter, aka Spike Singleton, aka Stevens P. Ilberg, aka Thick Moranis, because honey, I don't give a fuck about them kids coming at you with the latest episode of We Should Do This Again Sometime. In this week's Elite Scene episode, we reach back in time to the night we talked with our good friend Vanya during our Vertigo and To Kill a Mockingbird episode. In this episode, we begin with a cultural exchange of sorts. <laughs> Me and Kat and Vanya, we talk baseball and the socks, <laughs> talking uh, print films, romantic period pieces, and America's mispronouncing Kat's name. <laughs> so learn a little bit more about her. Also, uh, like a lot of deleted scenes, there's a lot of free-flowing conversation. Um, so we do get a little bit more back into The Killer Mockingbird and some of the faults that we have with the film. But thanks for listening. We always appreciate it. And enjoy the show. Kinetti? Chinetti. Chinetti. Technically Italian, it would be key. Nobody yeah. cares, so we don't okay. really fight about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's like I have a friend here. She's Italian, and she's a CI, and everybody calls her Cena here, except for me. Yeah. I call her Chena. Yep. Yeah, it's it would be Kinetti is the yeah. Italian pronunciation. Yeah. I'm hooking up my good mic. I'm sorry. I had a, I went on one errand and then caught caught in Memorial Day traffic. Something awful. So. What do people do on Memorial Day? <laughs> Vang is uh, from Canada. Is it Toronto specifically? Right? Yeah, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so usually it's considered like the first weekend of summer down here. So a lot of people go yeah. to like beach, or they go, uh, you know, just somewhere like Cape Cod is a big deal in Massachusetts. So a lot of people go there, and then they're having such a nice time on vacation that they don't want to like hang. They want to hang until the last second. Um, yeah. So they come home, home at like 8.30 on Monday night. Um, yeah, we. I was telling Mark. I've never called you Mark before. Um, <laughs> that is so, called, funny. <laughs> so weird. So um, funny. I was telling Mark that last week we had a holiday for Queen Victoria's birthday. <laughs> and... It's we call it because usually it lands around the 24th, like late mm-hmm. May, but we call it May 2-4. When I was growing up, we called it May 2-4 because there's a pack of beer is a big thing in Canada. And mm-hmm. you get a case of beer and it's 24, big case of beer is 24 beer. And usually it's cottage. People go to their cottages and they take cases right. of beer. And so you call it May 2-4 weekend because everybody's drinking the 2-4 Um and <laughs> that's amazing because uh, that's also beer, basically beer what Memorial thing. Day is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's basically what Memorial Day is. Fourth of July is also kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Beer culture is too big. Uh, you know, the author Margaret Atwood. Yes. Uh, so she's Canadian. And so she says <laughs> Canadians are hobbits. Um, we like beer, uh, fireworks, and uh, we don't know how, how important we are. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. That's funny, man. Yeah. But it's true. It's like we do love 
fear and fireworks. I, I'm not gonna lie, it's true. True thing. So I mean, it's similar to America. We we like the same thing. Uh, I, I feel like for a long time, I think it's changed now in the United States, but for a long time, our beer was better. Uh, I mean, American, yeah, yeah, American beer is like you know, it's uh, it 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 gets the job done. It gets the job done. You, I think you know though what? that you are not in a great neighborhood for beer, Mark. I mean, they do Texas beers here. There's some local Texas beers that are okay. But I mean, like the the national, like Budweiser. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. And I would say, like, I can tell that too. The importance of beer in the United States from movies and TV because of the way you guys <laughs> talk about beer. Anybody, everybody's always just like in movies. They're always just like, "Give me a beer." Just hey, could I have a beer? And no one says that. No one's like that in Canada. Like you, you're spe- specific. You say the specific beer, right? And I know it's TV and movies, so they can't. Maybe they can't because it's like product thing. But I actually do think it's like more of a culture thing, you know, uh, because of the way we take beer seriously. <laughs> I feel like it, it. It almost sounds like you're talking about like Italian wine culture in a, a yeah. little bit, right? Where it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you have you have a, a glass with dinner, but even the worst t- um, Italian wine you've ever had is probably mid tier American wine. Like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like every friend's house that I went to, you know, well, particularly like my white friends, but every friend's house we went to, their dad was always like, after work, they're just like, "Hey, I'm gonna have a beer." You know what I mean? Got on yeah. wine. Got to have a beer. You know? Like, <laughs> no, we're like that too. We're like that. We are. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, it's good to talk and, to you guys. And they, they, he does that in Vertigo too. He says, let's get a beer like three yeah. or four times in that yeah. movie. So, yeah, that's true. San oh. Francisco's doing it too. Um, San Francisco, I've never been there. I have. So, you're, you're in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Pat. Yes. I've been there and I've been to DC, but I haven't been to Texas. Uh, Texas is like, you know, America's hot anus. If you if you if you visit, like the like San Antonio, San Antonio is so wild because I think Toronto weather almost mirrors New York City's weather or New York's weather. Yeah. So, and DC is more so kind of a milder version. Like the summers are super humid, and the winters it can get pretty cold, get snowy or whatever. And and San Antonio specifically, uh, when I moved out here in 2018. They got snow, and that was the first time they had got like snow since like the nineties. And it wasn't like real oh. snow; it was literally like a dusting of snow, and, like, <laughs> and everything hi- shut down. Yeah, hi- and highways closed. Like they didn't know how to treat anything, like there were accidents and shit. So uh, we get hit. We get hit hard here in Toronto with you know winter at winter in winter. But everyone in the every other place in the country makes fun of us. For how we behave when I, because it's so much it hard, harsher in other parts of the country that they're like, you guys, Toronto, oh, they're wimps. Because one time, one right. time, we had a terrible, terrible storm, and the mayor brought in the army because it was so bad to dig out things because we needed like, like they needed labor, and the whole country is like, I can't even remember when I was a kid and the whole country's like, Oh, remember when Toronto needed an army? Cause, <laughs> cause that's, that's <laughs> the country kind of hates, we, we're kind of like hated in a way because we're like, you know, 
people think other people in other parts of the world think that Toronto is the country, you know? Oh, yeah. Like they 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 think oh you know Drake's from here <laughs> whatever they're like this kid Toronto is you know it's they think Canada's multicultural or Canada you know is like all the things that they know is usually from Toronto right so the rest of the country is like no we're not like Toronto we're different you know um, it's the biggest city it has the most money going into it right so it's people are like what is this you know Canada but yeah. Canada's really white and very. <laughs> <laughs> Except for like three places, it's like a very white country. Yeah. I, I have one friend in Canada who I've never met. Um we've we met on online forum we're like 10 years old. Um mm-hmm. and we've never met. We were supposed to meet. He was coming down April 2020. Blew that. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, shit. But uh, he uses he, they pronouns uh, and they are trying to come out at work and it is just not happening because it's all like those white people. Yeah. What part of the and, country? And they're, yeah. they're just outside of Toronto. They're about 20 miles outside of Toronto. And they're yeah. like, all the people I know are cool with it, but like none of the people I work with are cool with it. That and sounds right. Like, ooh, ooh. 20 miles outside Toronto, that can happen. Like, that's why I'm always like, mm, when people are like, yeah, Toronto, like I'm from, they'll be like in, from Ontario, but they'll say they're from Toronto. And I'm like, listen, you don't, know, you don't know, <laughs> <You're so not funny. laughs> you don't know, because it can be very different. I remember like, it, a, like when I was, I was in, a, an adult, like I was, it was, it was it's a long time ago now but it was still like very we were well progressed by then and I went out to cottage country with some friends and a, a little girl white girl pointed at me because I was black she was like oh and I was like I was just like Canada my home oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> anyway yeah. but DC I went to DC on a, a, a trip when I was 13 that's why I was there and I've been to Boston a couple times I like baseball. Right. I don't know if you like baseball. Yeah. I love baseball. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yes. socks. Uh, socks. But yeah. And Fenway Park is very cool. I don't know if you've never been, but I've, I've I been. highly recommend It's incredible. They have a walking tour that's so cool. Well, I, I just love the idea that it's like when I went to Yaki Way, I was like, what? This whole place is shut down? And that, yep. you know, like they're like, it's like now I'm in a baseball world, like a, like a baseball amusement <laughs> park. This is amazing. Like, I, my baseball. ticket got scanned and then I wasn't even in the ballpark yet. I was like, this is, they believe, like, really true. The Jays aren't treated this way. Like, the, like <laughs> it's a hockey, it's so we're hockey cute. country. We're hockey country. You know what I mean? Like, the Jays have actually produced like a couple of championships and, you know, like, yeah. like it's been in the 90s, but still, the, Leafs haven't won in forever, and we still disrespect the Jays. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, well, sports in America, <laughs> we, we treat sports in America with maybe too much, like you know, reverence. But um, but a lot of cities, if you go to the actual sport experience, like MLB Live is really great. ML, like Major League Baseball in person is a really fun experience, and you can go to like even if the Sox are a bad team that season. You can still go to a game and it still be a good experience worth worth mm. having. So, uh, well, the Jays are pretty good right now. The Jays are pretty good right now. Uh, the Nats, the Nationals are kind of shit right now. So, uh, oh, I believe I believe the Red Sox and the Jays are basically tied right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Did I make that up? 
It, no, I think uh, you're right, but because, it's so early. But also, if we were in any other division, we would be like one and two in the division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But because we're in the most cutthroat division ever. <laughs> ever, <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> like, <sighs> I don't know what everyone's drinking in the water down there, but I want some. <laughs> You're, you guys are uh, the Sox are literally a half game above Toronto, but wow. but that's but that's still better than the they're still better than the Nationals this season. So the Nationals are used to be a Can- Canadian team. Montreal Expos, yep. Mm. I I love the Expos so much. I, I love I'm, their I iconography. Get, yes, I, that's what I, I was like. I still need to get like a hat, a t-shirt, something like just they still sell it because it's obviously it's such a banging logo. Yeah, um, we like, we went to there's a bar we go to before games, like every game. My dad and I, because beers are fourteen dollars in the ballpark now, and that's unacceptable. That's um, oh, so. We well, you know, listen. You're paying a lot for the conservation of a 120 yes. year old structure, you yes. know. Uh, but we were uh, at the bar, and these guys came in, and they were dished like top to toe in full expos gear, and we were That's like, funny. "Whoa, <laughs> we want to be your That's friend!" Incredible. Like. I, lo- I love that. I do love that. And they were just like, yeah, we just really like baseball. So we don't like root for a team that exists anymore because then nice. we can't just enjoy the game. Yeah, I feel, sa- I feel safe so smart. Like, being like a having expo stuff because it's, you know, it's done. It's dead and gone. And but it's still cool. Well, Pedro, so cool. Pedro Martinez used to uh, pitch for the expos. So there's a little link. There's a little link there. <laughs> Um, I had to oh. write a report about him in Spanish too. Uh, <laughs> Hilarious. I got I I've only seen the Red Sox once, and they were playing the Jays when I was in uh, when I was in Boston, nice. and the J and the Jays won, and I was obnoxious. <laughs> I was oh. like, yeah, yeah. I got back to the hotel and I was like, yeah, to the people at the front desk. It was a oh tiny hotel, God. and they were like, oh, they I befriended them. <laughs> beforehand so they were like oh disgusting and i was like i was like i was like we can't beat you in their face hilarious i was really i was despicable but um <laughs> on Sounds someone fun, else's soil. but it was really fun yeah it was fun um but it was awesome to watch him win and it was awesome to see poppy play like yeah. in 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 fenway park like because you know he's done now and that was that was awesome that i got to see him before he retired if you yeah. come see him, if you come down now, you can see him advertising his own custom blend of weed. Uh, <laughs> that funny. is really surprising. That's funny. Oh it is, no. no it isn't. Well, maybe maybe no, I mean, he'll, he'll like... sign he'll sign his name on literally anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, because you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to bury the headlines about the time he got shot while out cheating on his wife. I mean, oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, when he got shot a couple years ago, he was uh yeah, out with another it's, woman. It's sad to say, in the grand scheme of like <laughs> cancel culture, that's actually not that bad. I thought you were gonna say oh. something worse. <laughs> no, he, I, mean, but, I mean, I don't, but I mean, he like, I don't think he wants people looking at too closely yeah, as, as to why sure. he got shot. Like, there's a lot of sure. like, oh, I, I sell Zenny Optical now, and I have weed, <laughs> and I have a kids' camp, and I do this, and I do this. So that way, like, his SEO, like, it yes. takes you seven or eight pages now to find the fact that he was shot. But, <laughs> but the awful. thing is, uh, don't don't look into what happened to the guy that shot him. Uh, yeah. oh. 
I would say R.I.P. But you know me. <laughs> uh, just just R. Yeah, just Ooh. rest. Yeah, just, just rest. rest. Yeah. Um, just just dreams now. You know, I always think now of all the things that are derivative of Vertigo and like I remember the first time I watched it that where he's falling. Like it's just like it looks like a cut out of like a silhouette of him falling and you know, like Mad Men, you know, yeah. has that in their yeah. titles now. All these things these visuals that are that one kind of it didn't like fool me, but I remember being affected by it where I remembered it so you know, it was burned in my mind so clearly, like, you know, there's not really anything like it, you know, yeah. before that. So it is memorable in that way. And then now it's been used many times and it, you just keep seeing the derivative things about it. De Palma, yeah. you see a lot of stuff like that in De Palma. Obviously, you see a lot of Hitchcock in De Palma in general. Yeah. But there's several things that he uses. He it, actually, Snake Eyes, for instance, I don't know if you've ever seen Snake Eyes, is designed. Oh, it's built like a spiral. You know, as you learn more about everybody's story connected to the story, it gets wider. So it starts okay. tight, tight with Nicolas Cage, his version of it, of the story. And as each person tells you, you get more and more, you get wider and wider and wider and wider. And then he has like a, um, an image with a woman who's dressed one way and then reveals herself to be dressed a different way, which is very much like, uh, you know, how she changes and she has darker hair, and, um, yeah. you know, um, even, even down to uh there's in um it comes up in body in body double that he uses kind of like a rare window and vertigo but in um dress to kill she's sitting at a museum looking at a painting uh, on the same i think almost on the same side of the bench and she's looking at a large painting as in vertigo um but even the bun even her bun is a spiral yeah it's incredible don't, even the first doesn't the first Matrix bite the opening scene? Mm, uh, when uh, whenever they're climbing, well, in this movie when the criminal's climbing up, and then the cop, mm-hmm. and then Jimmy, mm-hmm. and then in the Matrix it's um Trinity, Trinity. and then mm-hmm. the other, and then the other cops afterward. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's like similar thing. Mm-hmm. They they yeah. also do though in in the Matrix. There's the there's a beautiful blonde woman. Mm-hmm. And she's in a green room in a red dress mm-hmm. instead yeah. of in a, a red room with a green dress. And they they yeah. start with that. She kind of turns into frame. Like, yeah. it's it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I love that scene. I remember that scene. All right. <laughs> so, uh... Just in, in weird print things that I wish I could see at my local theater, but I can't because I have an assignment tomorrow. Uh, they're showing Fantastic Planet at my my local 35 millimeter theater, and it's free, and I can't go because I have to go see the new Wes Anderson movie, which is like a good reason to not get to go. But like, they're doing one showing, and it's tomorrow during the other showing I have to go to. Oh wow! wow. Tomorrow, uh, um, I'm going to see uh, Unforgiven. Oh wow! On print. Damn, fucking, so I'm thinking about doing some wild ass shit. So in LA, they have, they have a print of this super indie film, Watermelon Woman, and a print of Go Fish from 1994. 
and I absolutely love Go Fish, and I think I'm doing something wild as like going to LA for a day just to see it in print and then coming back. Uh, so uh, I think you should do it. Do it. I I I want to, man. I fucking want to. Do it. Because the funny thing is, flying from here to LA is actually not uh, well. If I fly like fucking um spirit uh it's it's not as expensive as like i like as you would think it is uh but bang i don't know if you have like cheap air well i'm assuming everyone has cheap airlines but mm. spirit is like uh like the b- bottom tier airline mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but i know people that have flown in is like it's not as bad as like people joke about so no it's not if you've ever mm-hmm. flown ryanair in europe that is significantly worse mm-hmm. uh but at least with spirit like you are paying for the exact amount of what you're getting, except you're also definitely underpaying for how good the staff is. Like right. the staff is free okay. on spirit. Okay. Well, okay. I haven't, I haven't heard anyone say that specifically, but that's, Ooh. that's a good thing. That's a good thing. They're showing a uh, purple rain and sign of the times as a double feature. Oh, oh they're, they're showing uh, the new Beverly is showing showgirls in print in gym. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I know where you're going to be. Okay. I love showgirls. Hey. You got to see that. Oh. Hey, five stars. I gotta, I gotta give it a revisit when I'm not like actively <sighs> going through all of that at once. Like that was too all much right. for mm-hmm, me. Because mm-hmm. so I feel like so, now that I've done reading about like Verhoeven as a director, I would probably appreciate it more than going in completely blind and having no idea what mm-hmm, I was getting mm-hmm. into. Yeah, so so Vanya, the the episode we did, uh, we did Showgirls and Basic Instinct, and it, and it came okay. out to be our, our 69th episode, just by sheer, just by just by sheer cosmos. <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're wait, they're showing Snake Eyes on June 28th. Oh. I guess I'm going to see that. I mean, it's great. I I don't know. I love it. I have I haven't seen it since like the nineties, but it's um I remember it was really good. So it's fun. Yeah. I just I just screened it in uh March. All right. I always forget that to kill a mockingbird is a period piece. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like it's, it's not it's it is. Like it's so hard to, sometimes when something is like set in the time that it is is so much older than us and then you know i'm like oh yeah it's not set in the time that it was made it, you, you can forget that easily um yeah but uh because i was looking also when the when the credits came up and alan j pacula he's a director he directed all the president's men he's a producer on it and he okay. directed all the president's men and three days of the condor and um I think Clute. No, not not three days of the condor. Sorry, all the presidents man in parallax view and Clute is para his uh, paranoia trilogy. Those are awesome movies, mm-hmm. um, but they all have like they all say something about America too. So he clearly he uh, has has something you know he's been wanting to say for a long time. You know, shout shout out to yeah. Pelican shout out to Pelican. Oh. Shout to Pelican Brief, but Denzel and Julia, they definitely should have fucked not. Yeah, they should have fucked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, so I, I I loved seeing his name because I didn't I, I didn't obviously I wasn't gonna be paying attention to that when I first saw that movie. 
And I yeah. was like, oh yeah, he's always kind of had like, you know, a, a trajectory um, about the kind of stories he wants to be attached to, which is kind of yeah. cool. Because I don't know he if you guys have seen those movies, to, but awesome. He was married to Hope Lange. How could you get divorced from Hope Lange? She's beautiful. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that, sir? I also feel like period romance pieces are not really your favorite type of thing anyway. I mean, I like uh, Little Women. Uh, that's that's women. not the I same know. thing. <laughs> I know. I, I said, I was like, yeah, hopefully I get away with it, but I did not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, are there some I should actually watch then? If you guys want to recommend some stuff. Okay. I, I can't think of it right now. Sense and Sensibility is uh, pretty solid. Yeah. I like the 1990s Emma, but I mean... Yeah, it's people, cute. People crump, jump, jump all over that one, but I think it's great. Um, I don't know. I'll think well, the, the new Did, Emma is also pretty cute. Yeah. It's not great, but it's fine. It's Does Shakespeare in Love qualify? Uh... <laughs> wow. I don't know. <laughs> That one either. Uh, <laughs> shit. Well, fuck me. I guess. <laughs> um, I'm just yeah. Gonna... Fuck. Fuck your drag in particular. <laughs> I know. Man. Um. Oh. Oh yeah. That's Can I say one more thing about To Kill a Mockingbird? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. So the end. <sighs> And the end is frustrating because of how, what she says in her, she's like, basically like, I can't remember. I wish I could remember exactly what she said. I should have wrote it down, but she's basically like, and all was right with the world. You know, my dad stayed up all night and uh, he watched Jem, you know, and took care of him. And, you know, it was, you know, that was like a tumultuous time, but we're good. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah. my, and then, in my mind, my mind just flashed back to Tom's mother screaming on the porch. You know, their yeah. night is way worse <laughs> for their lives are way worse forever. So I think that's why I find that ending so jarring. It's kind of like she walks Boo home. They have a little moment. She comes back. She sits in Atticus's arms. And everybody's like, oh, yeah. All is right with the world and everybody, all the white people can have their popcorn and go home and feel good. But also I do think that's kind of the, <laughs> the scale the point. Of, of your eight-year-old brain or whatever, yeah. right? No, yeah. but I mean she's an adult when she's recalling this, right? It's that's it's, that's fair. It, she's yeah. she's narrating it as an adult, as a memory. Yeah. No, um, that's fair. So it the movie is some in some ways it's not really made for black people, right? It's you know, um, yeah. and so it's uh, I I I mean she might have felt that way, but her perspective could have changed over the, you know, looking at the whole picture. Um, and so I like when I watch it now, I'm like, oh, I feel that in my gut. I'm kind of like, I'm still really upset though. I'm glad you feel good, Scout, but I'm real. <laughs> I'm really, I really feel really yeah. shitty. Um, and uh, yeah, so I just when I look at that, and you know, when I look at other movies that are like not as good as it, you know, um, it's it, it's still it's still upsetting, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I, I, def- I definitely agree. Oh, and another part that's similar, sorry, that's similar to it that really pisses me off. This actually pisses me off. The other part, I feel uncomfortable, but this actually pisses me off. When when their friend, you know, the white lady that lives, like, across the, the way or whatever, um, when she's, like, oh, do you comforting. Mean, uh, the, the old, the old, old lady or like, Dill's piece of shit on? Yeah, the one that's, I can't remember. She's watching them when, after they find after they lose, after they lose the case. Yeah, the younger lady. The younger one. She's like, I, it's, you know, she's comforting, trying to comfort um, Jem, and she says, you know, there's some people, you know, that stand up to things, you know, basically, and your father's one of them, and I'm just like, yeah, I I don't care about what you have to say about anything. I just watched the trial with the with this lady with you know with her white lady te- tears tear down this black man and make yeah. sure that he like is in prison. And now I'm listening to this white lady like be like your dad's one. I'm like just stop, just stop talking. Put those yeah. words. I wish those words were in someone else's mouth, like Calpurnia or something. You know what I mean? Like I really wish it was like I just did. I didn't care to hear what she had to say at all. Like I was actually yeah. so angry at that. Point. Yeah. I feel I also, like so, if it I, were made now, it would be I, different. Yeah, I agree. I also, I hate, I hate Dill. I hate Dill so much. <laughs> he is so annoying. <laughs> um, yeah. Just a bit, just a bit. And, and, his, and his aunt also sucks, so it makes sense. Yeah. But. yeah. You know what? who Dill reminded me of in, from another movie? You know in Home Alone, when they're about to leave to go to Paris and there's the kid from across the way that he's the one that's counted instead of Kevin and he's like and he's all annoying going through the stuff and he's like bye see ya bring me back something French you know (laughs) I'm like hey that's still yeah I couldn't stop thinking about that anyway sorry (laughs) no you're good you're good no I think seems correct (laughs) yeah I think I do think ultimately that I think for the the period of it, and especially especially reaching like a wide American audience, mm-hmm. I can definitely see why in the country overall, like sure. this is something that, uh, art that a lot of people gravitate toward. But like me watching this at my big age right now at in two in twenty twenty three, I was like, yeah, I mean, I get what you're doing, but. Nah, and I and I vividly remember like even that exact moment in that conversation, and I was I was like, so you're not gonna mention you know the black family that lost you know someone through racism in this violent way, or we're not gonna you know point that out or no? Okay, because well. it would make everybody feel uncomfortable. That would shift things for the audience, right? That would shift yeah. it to something that is really truly darker. You can't attack like you can't latch on because it's not about hope. It's not about hope. It's about quelling. It's about creating comfort. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about taking away, you know, just numbing some of the discomfort, right? Yeah, but definitely. As we know, like, in order to for anything to change, discomfort's important, right? Yeah. Obviously, the movie was made in a different time, and I totally understand that. <laughs> Don't anybody, yeah. like get at me about that i understand that it's made in a different time it's an excellent film you know everybody's great in it everybody's pulling their weight everybody you know it's a great film but i will always now feel those feelings something that i didn't feel when i was younger you know because oh, when yeah. you're a black person you also you're protecting yourself 
um, you're you're indoctrinated with things to think and feel a certain way and ignore things or actually kind of join in on that um, uh, softening. You, you join yeah. in on it and it's a protective mechanism. And so, but now I don't give a fuck because I'm old, <laughs> you know what I mean? And jaded. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, I see, yeah, it's still a beautiful film, but I see what the, I see the, what the fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. And I, I always have to, I, I can't help, but I have to have to point it out at all times now. <laughs> no, it's, it's important to you. It's important to you. Yeah. So, uh... so that's all I had to say on that. Also, I just oh, so they play um, what we call here the kids play in the movie Nikki Ninky Nine Door we call it here, and I think you guys call it Ding Dong Ditch basically when they go and they knock on the door and then run away. <laughs> yeah, they run yeah. But here we call that it is... Nikki Nikki Nine Door. <laughs> <laughs> Another fun Canadian. And I fact. just want I thought I'd put, bring up that Canadian fact that, that we it... actually have a <laughs> difference. I feel like I've learned so much. Oh. <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. And 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 by the way, uh, Entertainment Weekly, they do count Shakespeare in Love as a period piece romantic. So I'm taking <laughs> they they count Titanic as a period piece romantic drama. Sure, okay. Taking that. Uh, a portrait of a lady on fire, and we know how much I love that movie. <laughs> Crouching Tiger yeah. hit Dragon, taking that bad boy too. <laughs> uh, let me see. This I mean, one. a lot of uh, and they do count little women too. I was kind of, I okay. I was disagree with that for a lot of reasons, but whatever. Um, I was thinking more like specifically the kind of Austinian era that mm. you seem less interested in than you like like the more colorful or interesting versions of like Shakespeare in love or even little women. Did you like, uh, what's it called? Pride and Prejudice. Did you watch the Pride and Prejudice? Kira Knightley one. No, I haven't watched it. I love that one. It's great. I like it too. Uh, I wrote a thesis on Jane Austen in college. And it is one of the adaptations that I think did the best job of like truncating it into mm-hmm. a, a compact package because mm-hmm. there's a six hour miniseries with Colin Firth which is yes. great but it's also great. not everybody wants to sit down and watch a six hour miniseries starring yes. Colin Firth which is <laughs> oh, dumb yes. and wrong but I'm aware that we have to get along with everybody in this society yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's no the miniseries is good I actually own both of them like but I love I love the film I love the film and I obviously I revisit it more obviously because it's shorter okay <laughs> that was the one from uh, 05 you said yeah yeah i love that story that Karen knightley tells she told on graham norton about how i think it's tom wright the director i think i think so um, yeah and, joe and wright joe wright sorry i just picked the three name, letter name um <laughs> uh, joe wright uh he saw he had said that she he didn't want her to play elizabeth uh, because he thought she was too beautiful. And then when he saw her, <laughs> this is how she says this. She's like, and then when he saw me in real life, he said, oh no, you're fine. <laughs> 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 and then she cracks up, which I think made me like her even more. Cause she's like, just dies of laughter. That's that funny. Cute. I mean, <laughs> thanks. Oh no, you're fine. And she got the role, but I mean. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, she's fine though. She's fine. I mean, of course. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, you should watch that. Silly goose. 
if it's silly, if she if she would have blonde her hair, she definitely would have been in a Hitchcock movie. I can tell you that much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that be that would actually be a fun conversation to see who would be like to recast. I think you guys have talked about that, right? Yeah. A, a Hitchcock girl. Or just recasting, just who would be? Well, if if they do make a uh, Robert Downey Jr. Vertigo, who would who would the women mm. in that be? Who would be the Florence Madeline? Pugh? So yeah. I think I didn't buy the yeah. the part we yeah yeah because I was thinking about age but yeah that's probably the age difference and if Robert Downey Jr. is uh playing the the Jimmy Stewart role for the best uh, for Midge they went to college yeah. together so they're contemporaries Wait. I'm sorry, gonna throw hear... oh sorry no I thought I thought I didn't hear who you said go on uh I would throw out Hannah Waddingham. She she's been big on Ted Lasso recently. She was in Hocus Pocus too, which is not a good movie, but she was good oh. in it. Um, she is stunningly beautiful, yeah. but is definitely capable of being very kind of whip smart and and prickly in the way that Midge is a little bit. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think it could be a great a great way for her to get kind of a another foot in the serious acting on film mm-hmm. drawer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that Midge character would have been played by, like, Hitchcock's daughter, right? Hitchcock's daughter has always, like, the glasses. She's in Strangers on a Train. uh, Yeah. And she's always, like, a little unhinged. You know, she's in uh, Psycho. She's just like, so it's what you know about my tranquilizers or something. (laughs) And she's like, (laughs) so, yeah, it's the same sort. But I feel like she could pull that off, that kind of, like, unhinged, quirky, like, uh, quality, even though she's gorgeous. Yeah, but also I think that would she she has a little bit of similar bone structure to Florence Pugh too, and the way that they the two women have look kind of similar, but one of them's a little like older and like nicer, and the other one is a little more like young hotness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that could really work work well because uh, I think her name is Barbara Bell something um, who actually played. Let me pull it up. Uh, Barbara, Barbara Bell Geds, Geddes, Geds, uh, who is Geddes? Okay, who is gorgeous? Yeah. And Hitchcock was just like, eh, well, you're not as hot as Kim Novak. Here's your glasses and your bra. (laughs) Have you guys seen uh, the other? I think it's the they've only been in two movies. I don't, I, I I don't know. But have you seen um, what's it called? Bell, Bell Book and Candle with Kim Nowak and um, Jimmy Stewart. No. It's and it has a young, a very young uh, Jack Lemmon in it. It's very silly. And it it's, came out the same year. And it, she's she plays a witch, and yeah, there's some deception there too. Okay. That sounds amazing. It's actually, it's uh, like, okay, I'm going to tell you, it's like very like, you know, there's parts where you're like, what is happening now? But I just love it. I love it. Um, There's a Christmas. I watch it at Christmas time. It's even though it's not really a Christmas movie per se, but it has like a really like beautiful Christmas, like, um, you know, sequence. Um, that right. where it's snowing outside and it's New York. I, I don't know. It's just it's so fun and silly. Um, 
watch so it's got the batman returns christmas ish energy (laughs) yeah exactly watch uh bell book and candle this uh holiday season (laughs) all right uh it's on the watch list it's on the watch list all right Uh, yeah um i don't know yeah i hope uh, she's a fucking smoke show man god damn (laughs) you just said smoke show i gotta laugh at it you know man like <laughs> this guy Hitchcock, you know what he's doing, man. He knows the fuck he's doing. Yeah, um, he, he's he just says <laughs> it's <laughs> we like between like her and Grace Kelly, man, like They're so different to me. They're so different. They are, mm-hmm. but it's so crazy that he he I mean they're like I'm obviously being like a dude right now, but like they and they have talent beyond just what they actually look like, and and I don't think we actually, I don't think I actually talked about this enough. The performance of Kim Novak and the way that she, <laughs> I feel like she's the inspiration for Kathleen Turner and, and Body Heat, <laughs> uh, but uh, she's like she's highly effective in in this movie, and mm-hmm. it, like it, it makes sense that she would be like everything she brings to the table, like to be this like. Quasi from Fatel kind of character. Um, I, I think she works really well on this. I'm actually screening Body Heat uh, in August, is. and I that... just found out like a couple, like a couple weeks ago. I'm super excited because it's not really part of my program. It's an it's someone it's a the director of the programming department. She's doing another series called Heat Waves. Um, so we nice. all got to pick like heat wave type movies. And I, of course I jumped at the chat. I was like, we all had to submit like three films for heat wave. And I was just like, uh, body heat. Um, yeah, that has to be that. the number one pick. Is that yeah. do the right thing? Like those are the yeah, number one. I think she always does it. Cause she did, um, last year she did, uh, do the right thing. Uh, Serpico. No, not Serpico. I mean, dog day afternoon. And, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Die oh, Hard an, with a Vengeance. An, no. Well, you've seen Double Indemnity, right? Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I feel like that's like the primer for body. Yeah. I think uh, uh, I think Double Indemnity that... Well, it's so funny. My favorite movie this year is Grapes of Wrath. My number two movie, you'll appreciate this, Toronto. 1996's Crash. Uh, and then three is... Three is body, uh, double indemnity, and you'll again you'll appreciate this. My number four is Take This Waltz, and, oh, my, num- nice. and my and my number five is Sunset Boulevard. Oh, I um, love Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. I'd love to hear you guys talk about it. I saw it in the cinema, I think last year. I wish I could remember what I said about it. I posted on Instagram, um, and <laughs> I was like, "She's fifty, guys. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's not yeah. old." What is yeah. happening? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, wait, excuse me? Like, I was just like, when you hear, when you put it into context of now, I'm like, what? She's only 50 years old? Yeah. Why is she suffering like this? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, what God. is happening? Yeah. I love that. Oh, it's so I mean, bonkers. Because, like, Viola Davis, like, she, she's in her, like, early 60s, right? Mer- Meryl I, Streep I, is. Meryl Streep is certainly in her in there. I don't know if Viola was quite in those yet. Viola was sixty-five. 
She was born Davis? In, no, she, no, she was born in 65. Oh, God. I was uh, like, what? She's not a senior citizen. So that would make <sighs> her... Oh, 58. So I was... Yeah, she's not yeah. quite there yet, Um, but Meryl is. Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't she? No, she's the same age as Meryl, right? No. no. Yeah, Meryl's older than Viola. She's the same age as some... Isn't It's not... Um, Meryl Streep is, is 73 years old, so no. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like a, like they're, you know, Viola is like, Meryl's like a more like in the mentor area to like, you know. Yeah. Who's who, there's, there's this great actress that's like the exact same age as Viola. Is it, um, not Sandra Bullock. No way. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Because there's some actress that's like, like. Not they weren't born on the same day, but they're like of the same age. Oh, it, it, Sandra Bullock is a year older. Oh than, yeah, yeah. She's a year older than Viola. Mm. So yeah, that's pretty interesting. But, but yeah, I <laughs> yeah I oh I so I also wrote this piece about the new Fatal Attraction show. So I've been thinking a lot because I just watched Fatal Attraction. Like I went back and watched the movie. So I've been thinking about. Glenn Close a lot and Glenn Close <laughs> is like because and then when you guys were talking about Sunset Boulevard you know Glenn Close has just like been on my mind a lot and she's awesome like mm-hmm. yeah when you go back and now all the little so she wanted to play in Fatal Attraction she wanted to pl- flesh out that character more and have her be like show more of her trauma and why she was triggered you know um, and how she's gaslighted and you know but she wasn't able to do that. But if you go back and watch, I'm kind of quoting myself, but if you go from my own article, but if you go back and watch her, her performance in Fatal Attraction, you realize her performance, she did the work and it comes through. Like watching yeah. it from a perspective now, you're like, oh shit, she's telling you everything. She's showing you everything that you need to see about that character to put it in perspective for today's you know audience she's great like um the work is all there so even if she didn't if if it's not like an exposition on the surface she did so much work and she's such a good actor that you're like oh i get it you know yeah even Uh, even in the pop culture and bridget jones diary she's watching it the beginning and she says you hear that clip of her say it might be the last time i can have a child or whatever and you hear it in her voice like there's this pain, right? Yeah. If you if you get a chance, uh, please watch. You can find some of this online. Uh, Glenn Close as Norma Desmond in the Sunset Boulevard musical. Oh yeah, because <laughs> nice. I know she played because, her. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I did that, never that's a it. performance where yeah they did it at Royal Albert Hall for like a celebration of Andrew Lloyd Webber sucking his own dick more. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Sir, Sir. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Uh, <laughs> he's, also, he's also a lord. I don't know where that goes in order. Anyway. Um, but, uh, she is like, I mean, I don't know. I need to look up how old she was in 19... 19- 1994, I think so it was. How old is she now? How old is Glenn Close now? She must be around the same age as Meryl Streep, right? Meryl, probably. Hold They're on. probably yeah. like around the same age. I don't. Have you guys seen? Have you seen The Wife? Have you seen that movie? The one that yes. she was nominated the last time for an Oscar. She's 76 years old. So just a few years older. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love the she wife. She was great. I was so annoying when the wife came out because nobody was seeing it. I, I was really annoying. I was just like, anytime someone would be like, oh, I don't know what to see. I'd be like, you know what you should see? The wife. Like, it was annoying. Like, <laughs> I feel like Poor everyone. I think it's a Do you remember the performance that Helen Mirren gave in The Queen, which is not yes. a good movie? But it, it, it she's great. those have very similar energies in my mind. I don't oh. know if that's like real, but like the the control element mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. present in both of them, and it's mm-hmm. so present in how they move and what their movements are like that aspect mm. I, I find really has found them both in that performance which i think is really interesting so have you seen interview with the vampire like the, the 90s, show or the movie the 90s yeah the movie yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so christian bale plays a journalist and the wife and i like to think it's just like the same guy <laughs> so, so go into it with that perspective and that it would be really funny but also, <laughs> just just to, to close the loop on the Glenn Close thing, yeah. uh, she was 45 when she played Norma Desmond. Nice. Well, <laughs> so getting younger. Yeah. 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 Getting more younger, yes. That's so funny. Uh, anyway. I love talking to you guys. Oh, Come on back whenever you well. like. Yes. Yeah, have, have me back. I'll, I'll talk about anything. Uh, I, like to, I like to stay sharp. I like to stay... You know, <laughs> All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Next week, we'll clear out some more deleted scenes featuring our good friend Kellen Connolly, aka B Hyphen. But the following week, me and Kat will return to discuss Wes Anderson's latest and greatest, Asteroid City, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, We love Harrison Ford, so there it is. (laughs) But until then, Love you. Peace. Bye. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review, and tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow Cat at Cat underscore Chin at T on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Follow Marcus at Show and Mad Love, S-H-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V on Twitter and Letterboxd. Follow the show on Twitter at Cat and Mark. This podcast is executive produced by Kellen Conley and Eric Greenlee. Thanks for listening. We should do this again sometime. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?